It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As the 2020 season rages on, the Locked On Reds podcast will be here each and every day to detail each win, each loss, and every transaction as the Reds look to move toward a playoff berth. My name is Jeff Carr. Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome back to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and listening today. On today's show, we've got part two of my conversation with Wick Terrell. If you missed any bit of part one, go back and check it out. We look at what's kind of been bugging us about this 2020 season for the Reds. Today, we're going to look forward to to 2021. Who's going to be a part of this team? Who's going to make an impact? Are the Reds going to go out and get Trevor Bauer back in this offseason? We're going to talk about all of that here in just a second, but before we do, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds. Save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone as well at 513-549-0159 for reactions, questions, comments, everything that you can think of, Twitter or the Locked On Reds line. All right, let's jump back into my conversation with Wick as we look forward to 2021. I'm, I'm going to ask you to do something that all of us Reds fans hate doing, but <laughs> I think we're getting to that point in the season where we can ask this question. So what do we got for next year? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I know we've had some nice performances from some guys that we either didn't expect, like TJ Antone, or some guys that we were really hoping would take that next step, like Tyler Malley, who we can pencil in in some capacity. I definitely think Malley should be in the rotation, like no questions asked next year. I wonder what Antone's, uh, uh, his role is going to be. Looking at Lucas Sims, how much more responsibility are they going to give to him? Obviously, lots of pitchers. And then, like we're talking about with Stevenson and Garcia and guys like that, how do those guys fit in? to next year's team, which oh, we're going to get him next year, Wick. We're going to get him next year. <laughs> that's, the, that's the funny aspect about this is you look at some of the players that were around and that weren't walking into Cincinnati, you know, wide-eyed and, fr- and fresh because they didn't know what they were getting into. A lot of those guys took great steps forward this year. You look at what mm-hmm. Jesse Winker did. He looks like an absolute stud and a cog of a very good lineup going forward. Tyler Malley looks every bit the part of a mid-to-top rotation starter who still looks like he's getting better every time he's on the mound. Anton has been a gem uh, of a find, and he's got the kind of stuff that makes you think, hey, he's not just getting lucky here. He can get big league pitching out. Um, you know, I, I think they're very good pieces there. Sinzel, even before he had whatever he has, which we've not officially been told yet, uh, right. he looked like he was taking that next step forward also and had kind of kicked to the curb the the swing changes and the position changes that had kind of dragged him down last year. Um that's a great core. That really is a good core. Um, you even look at the catching position. Well, Tucker Barnhart has struggled for sure. Kirk Casale has looked great. 
Tyler Stevenson has obviously matured enough to, to make himself a big leaguer at this point. And we're seeing Jose Garcia get a chance as well. Um, there are plenty of pieces there for a very good team. Uh, you look up and say, okay, if you get anything close to the Tyler Malley that we've gotten this year and you put him behind Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo and you mix in TJ Antone, Wade Miley's back next year also. Um, even though they're losing a whole lot of guys and Trevor Bauer and Freddie Gallus and Di Scafani, Nick Castellanos might opt out. There's still a lot there. There's still 100% a lot there. And I think they've got the, the chance to not have to blow any of this up um, and still make a, a very big impact next year. The one thing that kind of has to be mentioned in all this is, is that the Reds went out and spent a lot of money this past winter just to kind of get up to roughly average major league payroll. Right. And while they're going to shed a lot of money if they don't, opt to bring any of the guys who are going to be free agents back uh they have to commit to respending that i don't think they can just kind of fall back on what's already there and hope for incremental improvement from other players if they lose those pieces they're going to need to replace them in a big big way too so while i think the reds have built a very good core that should have been better this year than they have been and hopefully will be better next year under hopefully more normal circumstances um they've got a lot of additions to make this upcoming winter for sure um i do like the moves they made at this particular trade deadline and bringing in Brian Goodwin and Archie Bradley, both guys who they hoped would help put them over the top to getting playing better this year for sure. But also two guys who are going to be back next year under team control also, and two very good pieces as far as I'm concerned. So I, I think they've got um, enough in place to where they can enter the winter, regardless of how the season ends optimistic that they can put together a good club for 2021. Um, but much like we've seen each of the last two winners, it's going to take, a lot of additions still uh, to make this a competitive club. That was I was happy with both of those trades as well. Obviously, Archie Bradley's going to help anchor the back end of that bullpen, at least for the next year. And then Goodwin gives them plenty of depth. And even though they had to give up the great Packy Naughton to get him, <laughs> they did get in a, a very nice defensive outfielder who's got some pop. I, I, I like those guys moving forward as well. What do you think – you kind of alluded to losing both Bauer and Disco. What do you think the chances are that they retain either one of their services? And what do you think the chances are they retain both of their services? Which I think is probably pretty slim, but there may at least be a non-zero chance that that happens. I think if they lose both of them to free agency, to at least enter free agency, they've got to make sure they sign one very good pitcher this winter. I don't think they need to resign both of them because I think with Malley and with Antone and some of the guys behind him too, we haven't even talked about, you know, some of the prospects that have kind of gotten lost in the shuffle this year, guys like Tony Santillan and uh, Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green and all the, the, the future here. I don't think they need to invest in both uh, guys. I think Bauer, despite the fact that he's going to command a much, much greater salary and commitment, uh, depending on how he chooses to make his formal foray into free agency. And there's been a lot of theories on what he wants to do. Um, the driveline guys are part of the Cincinnati Reds right now. And Trevor Bauer has long been part of driveline as well. Um, I think the Reds have done a very good job of saying, Hey, we know you don't want to sign anything long-term right now, uh, but we're going to do everything we can to make sure you want to be here and be a part of this. Um, so despite the fact that I think this go would come a significantly less investment, I do think there is a connection with Bauer there that says, Hey, Maybe he's the guy that the Reds want to spend big on this winter. Maybe that's their big quote-unquote addition is bringing him back. And if you do that, obviously the rotation becomes, once again, one of the best on paper in all of baseball. Um, it'll be interesting to see exactly how they approach that because if they do let him go in free agency and he signs elsewhere, 
you know, when Di Scalfani's right, I think uh, peak Di Scalfani is the kind of guy that you would want to have in the middle of that rotation. Uh, I'm not sure uh, over 30 Di Scalfani coming off of this year is who you would sign and hope he can rebound for next year. Uh, I think the Reds would have to go out and spend big on another pitcher out there, whether it's a guy like Marcus Stroman or somebody else, because uh, losing both of them would certainly leave a void that I think would be a little bit too big, uh, especially given how uh, big of a question mark the offense is still probably going to be yes. after this year. If you like snacks and you haven't tried Built Bar yet, then what are you doing? Go to BuiltBar.com, enter the promo code LOCKEDON, and get $10 off your next order. Built Bar is the protein bar with all of the health benefits of a protein bar, but it tastes like a candy bar. It's very light, very fluffy, and very tasty. They've got so many different great flavors. They've got chocolate coconut. They've got chocolate peanut butter. They've got different fruit flavors with, like, strawberry and cherry. They've got cherry barcia, which, you know, if you like me and you like cherry Garcia ice cream, then, hey, there you go. And they fit into just about any diet. Keto, they're good. If you like Weight Watchers, they are very low on points and very low on calories, but they still have great protein content and they taste great. So what are you waiting for? Go to BuiltBar.com and type in Locked On for $10 off your next order of amazingly nutritious and specifically delicious Built Bar. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I hope they retain Bauer because you have him in the rotation and you look at an entire season of 162 games where the Reds once again get put right back into the driver's seat, hopefully. I mean, Lord knows I'm probably going to be a lot more tempered in my bravado leading up to 2021. I was uh, quite never. <laughs> I was quite robust uh, but coming into this season, and I'm like, wishing I hadn't been but hey that's just how it goes um <laughs> but uh, when when you uh you you kind of mentioned some of the guys coming up like Lodolo and Santian I think now that Stevenson is up on the major league roster I don't expect him to be down uh beginning next year I wonder what they do with Jose Garcia who's the next guy to get caught up is it Lodolo or are they going to look at one of the other guys because without the minor leagues this year it's been hard to really evaluate the next guy coming up we've just kind of looked at prospect list and kind of gone down the top rankings and been like well this guy needs to come up and this guy needs to come up but nobody's seen anything of what they're doing at Prasco all we know is what we've heard uh, who do you think is the next guy probably not this year but a guy that we look at 2021 being the big call-up yeah, that's it's it's fascinating. We were actually we were talking the other day about how much we miss not having a farmers only post running first thing in the morning with minor league yeah. recaps and who's been hot and who's not and all the above. It's it and on top of all that, we have no idea what the minor leagues are going to look like next year either. You know, it seems like they're going to be carving out 40 plus teams in a revamped minor league system next year. So it's really, really hard to, uh, you know, I, I empathize with a lot of the guys that should be developing right now in a way that they're traditionally used to that aren't going to be 
kind of there to do that. And who knows what it's going to look like next year. Um, that said, I think Jonathan India is going to be that guy. And he's a guy who obviously came in with a lot of fanfare affairs, a top five pick really broke out his final year at Florida. Um, much like Jose Garcia, actually exactly like Jose Garcia. Uh, he's kind of been mired in the lower minors the last couple of years in environments that aren't exactly conducive to offensive performance. Um, and I think that's kind of dented his prospect status a little bit. Uh, but if you dig a little bit deeper and look at where he played in the Florida State League, and even when he got to Chattanooga as well, still a guy who is very elite at getting on base and can play third base or second base. I, I think that's the next guy that really will have a chance to kind of jump in as that spark plug for the future of the Reds offense. Um, you know, where he plays with Suarez and Mustaka signed long-term and Joey still at first base and all of that. I, I don't really know. I don't know if he's a guy like uh, uh, Nick Senzel who they try out in an outfield spot. I do think he's a good enough athlete to be able to pull that off if he can. Um, I think he's going to be that guy and whether or not he's, uh, the future superstar that you hope you're getting it as, as a former top five draft pick. I do think he's plenty good enough to be a big leaguer. And I think he would have been the guy that was kind of on the cusp of that classic September call up uh, this year, had there been a full minor league season, because I think he would have pressed the pace and gotten to triple A this year. But I, I, he's the one I look to next um, because uh, I, I do think he's got the talent to make that kind of impact. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> I would look forward to seeing that because I, I'm with you. I think that he's definitely very versatile and can fit into whatever plan that they will eventually have for him. Hopefully, uh, I know with a whole entire year of no minor league baseball, it'd be hard to say what plan that is. And I know that's something that we had a lot of criticism with with Nick Senzel. It seemed like they kept moving him around until they finally planted him in center field. So we'll see what Jonathan India's got to offer. I also look for I, – I really want to see Nicola Dolo. I feel like he had a couple of runs this uh, during the exhibitions anyway and during spring training where you saw some flashes, but with some inconsistency of pitch location, he kind of got hammered. So right. hopefully he can rein that in a little bit because he's also a guy that I'm looking forward to seeing uh, pitching because I've watched – I saw a couple of his starts like up in Dayton and stuff, and that dude, he's got poise, and he's going to be a nice lefty in the rotation. Hopefully right. – here pretty soon yeah that's the one aspect about all this that i'm waiting to find out about and we won't know if at all if it's anything at all or if it's nothing at all for years going forward until we kind of get away from it but you know not spending a year in the minors at double a or at high a or whatever these guys would have been at this year obviously is a dent to their development on the other hand they've been at prasco facing big leaguers all year you know that's jonathan india has been trying to uh, to hit off a of joel kunal for for the last couple weeks uh you know he's been facing guys who have been in big league bullpens before nick ladola has been pitching to jonathan india he's been pitching to a top prospect he's been pitching to josh van meter for a time and alex blandino for a while he's been facing guys who have been in the big leagues they've been pitched to Aristides aquino a ton uh, over the course of this year so is that better for development for a year than it is facing guys that you know, might be 25 years old playing in double A for the rest of their life. I, I don't know. Um, but there is at least some hope that being around big leaguers and doing it the way big leaguers do it with coaches around that are coaching in the big leagues. Also, maybe just maybe there might be a diamond in the rough that gets the kind of thing this year that they wouldn't have gotten out of a double A season. Um, I don't know. We'll find out. That's for sure. <laughs> As the chairman and, and I, Dude, I appreciate your time, man. We've definitely gone a little bit over. I appreciate you talking Reds baseball with me here. 
on the podcast. And real quick, too, before we go, I got one last question because I know that you are the chairman of the Alex Blandino fan club. Where has our <laughs> man's been? <laughs> he's been uh, one of the unfortunate Reds who had an option is the best way I can describe it. Yeah. Uh, he's been been parked at Prasco all year. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I've always been I've been high on his ability to be um, a reasonable big leaguer. I never thought he'd be a superstar by any means, but he takes walks, can play defense all across the diamond, the kind of classic utility guy. Mm-hmm. I hope he gets an opportunity to do that again at the big league level, if not this year, maybe next year. Well, that's all right. Wick, dude, I appreciate it. We'll be following the Red Reporter all season, or the rest of the season. There's not much left. And the off season. Thanks so much for coming on. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. That'll do it for the Locked On Reds podcast this week. Make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss any future episodes. On Monday, we're going to review this Cardinals series that's coming up, and hopefully it will be a winning one. We'll be all over that on Monday, so you don't want to miss that. Also, get any questions and comments, reactions, whatever you've got into the Lockdown Reds line, 513-549-0159, text messages, or voicemails. We'll play some of those on the Tuesday edition for another segment of Jeff's Junk Mail. You're not going to miss any of that. But that'll do it now for the week. Now tell your smart device to play Locked On Major League Baseball, and I will talk to all of you on Monday. Let's go, Rex. Hey. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.